Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Sanditon Chronicles, where we talk all things Sanditon and Sanditon adjacent. Come along with us as we dissect all of your favorite characters, scenes, and dialogue. We have so much to tell you. Hey guys, welcome back to the Sanditon Chronicles. I'm Maureen. I'm Janice. And I know that we told you we are not going anywhere and we are not going anywhere. That being said, I realize we've been away for about three weeks, maybe four. And we did have this episode we are going to record for you tonight. We already had it recorded, already had it done, but it actually didn't record. So that's why there's been an absence. We've had some issues with that and with scheduling. So we're going to be giving you two a week from here until the end of October. So you'll be getting eight episodes this month to make up for my big mistake. Um, and so you'll be getting today, you will have listened to the Ralph Starling one. Fun fact, Janice just told me tonight that that is a bird. A starling is a bird. It's a black bird that has pretty, is it blue and purple feathers with its black? Pretty black. And it's, I looked it up and it said that it is a confident bird. It walks confidently and it's known for its beautiful dancing. So I just, Paula Byrne, if you are listening to this and there is a reason behind that name, I would really like to dive into that last name choice. So interesting fun fact about Ralph. But today we are going to be talking about Mrs. Wheatley and her relationships. And part of me is bummed because I feel like we made a lot of really good points the last time we talked about it. And I know this whole time I'm going to sit here trying to remember all of the points that we made, which is going to be futile because I don't even remember yeah. one of them. So, but we love Mrs. Wheatley. We didn't do a character assessment of her um, last season for season two. And I think part of the reason was we didn't get a whole lot of her. Yeah. So, But she was, even though we didn't get a whole lot of her, she was pivotal in the background scene. She was p- pivotal to Alexander, certainly pivotal to Sam and their relationship. And I think in season three, we got a much deeper look into her. So the fact that we didn't do one for season two is no bearing on how we feel about Mrs. Wheatley or what her importance is in the show. It's just because we needed more to go off of. And we got that, I think, with season two and season three. Absolutely. I mean, season two, we learned a lot more about the background. Mm -hmm. And she also just had more more parts and more interesting parts. Um, you know, in, in season three, season two, of course, it starts with her. Um, the first time we see her is when Charlotte brings the girls home Mm -hmm. from the parade after, um, Leonardo, Leonara had almost gotten, gotten hit by a horse. Yep. And, and then, uh, we, when she tells her that they're looking for a governess, and then, of course, we find out that Charlotte decides she wants to become a governess. 
because she doesn't want to remarry, right? Yeah. Or doesn't want to marry, I shouldn't say remarry. <laughs> hasn't been married yet. Um, she doesn't want to marry and not have any control over her life, basically. And uh, then we see, part the most charming part is when we see that Mrs. Wheatley and Colburn, Xander, we come to know him by, um, have a bet. Yes. And she wins and he's paying up. Mm-hmm. And of course, the bet was how long Charlotte would last. Yeah. And I think that's really indica- indicative of not just the kind of relationship they have, but how long they've had a relationship because that relationship was familial. It was, it was very close. It was very friendly. And we see in season three that she has been with them or we hear from Mrs. Wheatley that she's been with them since she was 14. And right. we, we are trying to do the math on how old Mrs. Wheatley is. And I would say she's what fifties, maybe late forties. Um... Well, I think we decided that she was probably, you know, like in her 20s when the boys were born. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they're, yeah, probably he 35-ish, maybe a little older. So, yeah, she's she's probably maybe 10 years older than them. Yeah. So 45, 50, yeah, somewhere in there. So I think that back then... When you worked in a house like that, I, there were nannies that took care of the babies. But also, if you worked in the house and you were closer in age, you would be dr- kind of drawn to them. So she had watched them be raised. She didn't start off as the head housekeeper. She wouldn't have started off as a head housekeeper at 14. So she sort of worked her way up into this position. And as she did, she grew up with the boys. And so she has known them since they were born, most likely. And yeah. so knowing that all we ever hear about is their father we don't really hear about their mother so yeah we don't. you have to just given that one scene that we have where they're placing the bet and also the time when she affectionately calls him xander because she's the first one who does that she almost has a motherly role in their life and they let her they allow her because they grew up knowing her they've always known her she's always been there with this family as far as they're concerned one constant yeah and um we really see that at the end of season two Mm -hmm. where she says you can't go back to the way you were and that's when she calls him xander yep Um, that's our first introduction to that nickname and it shows that she is she's not just an employee of the colburn she is for all intents and purposes she is a colburn for all intents and purposes, she is a member of this family who deeply cares what happens to not just Xander and Colt, or not just Xander and Samuel, but also to Leonora and to Augusta. She genuinely cares what happens to them and she's protective of them. She that right. moment where she calls him Xander, she doesn't like she's not yelling at him. She's not in his face about it. She's not trying to take authority over him, but she's showing him that. She's loyal to him, but she still is worried that he's going to mess things up. Right, right. Because they go back to the depression he'd been in, mm-hmm. basically, and the self-hate and all of that. The um, Also, the other thing that we talked about was in from season two, we know that she wasn't, she would not have been a nanny or a governess herself because she's obviously responsible for the household, yeah. the housekeeping, 
not because when Charlotte comes in and she is looking for the girls and is told that Leo is taken off, they don't know where she is. She's nowhere to be found, at least in the house. Um, it's obvious she doesn't see it as her responsibility to go find her. So that is really others' responsibility. Mm -hmm. Judging by how long that she has been there and how how old we assume she is, based on how old we assume the Coburn men are, she has worked her way up to housekeep head housekeeper. So as in charge of the house, she would have likely been in the way she is in this position. I feel like she has been in that position for a while. Oh yeah. I mean, we don't know if she's promoted by Alexander's father or if she's promoted by Xander, but either way, she has been house head housekeeper for a while. Right. And, and she tells us that, that she had started working for his, for their father. So yeah, when she's 14. Yeah. For a long time. And I think the other aspect we see of her, obviously we see most of what we see here is in the context of the Colburn household and right. being who she is in there. And I even love in season two when she is showing Charlotte, I almost called her Eliza when she's showing Charlotte around um, the house and she's talking about the girls and she's telling them all the stuff about the past governesses and things like that. I love watching her do that watching her talk to her and being very honest and very real she doesn't hide anything but then you also see her with georgiana and you get a whole other side to her you see this this compassionate loving side because she is loyal to her family which is the colburns but then you also see this compassionate empathetic side when she's talking to georgiana and of course i'm talking about the one line where georgiana is walking to the house for the shooting party and she she says that i'm sorry for for you essentially Georgiana, Georgiana says, didn't you hear I won? She says, that's not what I was referring to. And obviously she's, she's talking about the about loss her of her parents. Yeah. Yes. That she doesn't really, I mean, her father died and she didn't know her mother. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the things that came out at trial about how her father felt about her mother, I'm sure that was written about in the papers. I'm sure it got back to Mrs. Wheatley that this is, it was a slave and a master and it was a slave master relationship. And I think that that would have been painful for Georgiana. And this is where we hear, because Samuel asks her at that point um, about her. And she says, no, my parents loved each other. Yeah. And I grew up knowing both of my parents. And so her, even though that's what she grew up with, she was instantly empathetic to Georgiana's plight of, having this knowledge about her parents not only the loss of both of her parents but the loss of who she thought her parents were right yeah yeah i i love the insight we get especially from from season three mm -hmm. about her and one of the early scenes we see her in there is when she's uh walking with the girls in town they're shopping yep. and she's very clear to say to uh augusta that you need to have nothing to do with that man meaning edward who would just run into her yeah and drop the packages i mean it, it's hard to it was so smooth i don't know if it was intentional or unintentional but no. <laughs> you, you want to say it is when it's edward that it was intentional right. and plotted out but it also did seem like it was fairly accidental and it was like from then his plan hatched but right right <laughs> Yeah, we don't know. Well, and he, she was so um, uh, brusque with him, you know, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So the other thing early on, the earlier on than that, when we see Mrs. Wheatley is when she, they, the girls run into Charlotte on the beach, I think it was on the beach. And um, she says to Charlotte, um, Hayward place, um, build your absence. That's what it says. You know, so you can tell that she really cares about her too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, I, I think you could say it stems from Alexander clearly cared for her and the girls clearly cared for her. So that instilled her to care for Charlotte. But I think what we can see of Mrs. Wheatley, certainly given the light of what she says to Augusta about Edward, that her judge of character is impeccable. And yeah. I think she can see in Charlotte all, I mean, obviously she would have to be blind deaf and dumb to not see the effect that charlotte had in the household music very literally came to life again in that household when charlotte was there so i think she loves charlotte because xander loves her because the girls love her but i think she loves charlotte because charlotte very literally saved her family from desolation right and and because um charlotte has a lot of gumption yes isn't you're going to be walked all over Mm-mm. and you know, she witnesses all of that. And she also, because Charlotte cares so much for that family, mm-hmm. how can you, how, how could she help but care for Charlotte? Exactly. And Charlotte's, I think Charlotte's compassionate nature and the fact that Charlotte never gave up on the girls, even when they were begging her to, she wouldn't right. give up on them in the same way that she wouldn't give up on Xander, no matter how mean he was, that she just got honest with him. I right. think that the way that Mrs. Wheatley would have judged Charlotte's character was to be such that she loved her just for her, in addition right. to saving her family, because Charlotte is that kind of person. And Mrs. Wheatley is a great judge of character. Yeah, I, I think was, you're right. That scene where she apologizes to Georgiana, the other thing I think that's interesting about it is that this is the height, right, of Georgiana start, or not the height, it's the start of her going down this frivolous, overspending, monotonous party lifestyle with Sir right. Harry. Right. And I think it's Mrs. Wheatley, while Charlotte was concerned, Mrs. Wheatley was the only one to look at her and see through she her really layers. Was. Yeah. yeah. She could see that this is not a time of celebration for Georgiana, even though she's putting this on, even though she's drinking with her friends champagne on the beach, she can see this is not really who you are. And this is what you need to hear is that I am sorry that this happened to you. So you can see that's, that's her key role. I think in all this in, in the background is to pick apart all of these little nuances and all these people that come through Hayward park. Right, right. And it's so interesting after, um, sorry, Samuel defended Georgiana, and then he's back at the, at Hayrick Place, and now he has a different perspective, too, because of what he's just been through with Georgiana. Mm -hmm. And he says to her, um, asks about her background. I've never asked about your family before. You know, that's when we learned that she did grow up with two parents that loved each other and um, came to England to be free. Yeah. Yes. I forgot that they came to England to be free. Yeah. That's how that worked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how, how that all happened, I don't, you know, we don't know. 
But, mm. you know, still wish we had that background history <laughs> that uh, Justin cool. wrote for for Ben yes, to really know who Coburn were. Yeah, we wish we had that. I mean, Siri, I'm not kidding when I say if you publish that book, man, it will be sold out like that. Like it will, yeah. we will buy it. I think we it's probably are- more like a pamphlet, but yeah. Still, I think we would pay big money for a pamphlet, Justin. <laughs> we just want more Xanatin. I don't, we don't really particularly care how it comes. We just want more of it. Have to and, reach out to him, I guess. Huh? Yes, absolutely. And I think too, that with Samuel, we got to see that scene where she walks Susan in at the end. Uh-huh. Oh, I think it was in the final episode, but not the end yeah. of the final episode. It's where she right. walks him in after they've already said goodbye to each other. And he's at the fireplace upset and sad. And Mrs. Wheatley gets to walk Susan in. And the look on this, she doesn't say much. In fact, I don't think she says anything really other than addressing Samuel and telling him, you know, someone's here to see you, whatever. Right. But the look on her face is so expressive of delight and joy because she knows what this means to him. And she also has had a husband, didn't she? Didn't she? Mrs. Wheatley. Yeah, we know nothing about him. Mm -hmm. So to... To know that she came from a loving household where parents did love each other, did live together, were free. She has been at this household since she was 14. She has been married, still in this household. You have to assume that she had at least a somewhat decent relationship with her husband. If if and nothing Possibly. else, they have been there together. Possibly he was a servant in the household too. Yes, I think that's I think that would be an, a necessary thing. And I would like to think, of course, we aren't given the best image of original Mr. Colburn, who is, we're given the idea to believe that he was a drunkard or some, at least a borderline alcoholic, if not a full-blown alcoholic. So the image of him isn't great, but his sons and the way Mrs. Wheatley cares for their sons is a whole different image. So I like to believe that she comes from a loving relationship with her husband. And so knowing that she understands what that relationship is, what that love is the joy on her face when she gets to walk Susan into what she knows is a love match for her, essentially her son. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just her sheer daughter, delight on her face. Her oldest son. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's just such a wonderful character and the actress is so good. I mean, mm-hmm. she. I think the casting on this whole series was amazing. And, um, so the actress's name is Flo Wilson, and she's from Manchester, England, and she began her career at 21 in the theater, and um, which the company she was with was called Pip Prop Theater Company, a radical company that set out to challenge many of the assumptions and attitudes prevalent in society. For example, productions were inspired by the minor strike of 1984-85 the anti-apartheid movement, and racial prejudice. Pit Prop was particularly active in the theater and education movement, touring schools, and community theaters. So she did a lot of stage work. That's um, I love hearing that. I think stage work makes you such a better, well-rounded actor. Right. You can tell yeah. on her. Yeah, she did a lot of time in York, in the theater there. I think that plays heavily into the facial expressions because when you're on stage and you don't always have lines to deliver, you have to deliver it with your body and your face. Right. Yeah. 
But anyway, so um, just what a great choice she was. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And she was in Death in Paradise, which Chris Marshall was also in. She was in there for right. an episode. Yeah. And she was on in on Coronation Street. Uh, I don't know how much, but oh, that's right. Which, yeah. A well-known um, series. And it says most recently she was in Emmerdale, which is another ITV production. And that was current. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Sorry. I hit my table. So if you want to see her now, that goes from, it says she, so far she's been in 47 episodes of that. And it says it's from 2021 to 2023. So it is still current. If you want to watch something that she's currently in, go check that out. Emmerdale farm. Um, I'm, you might be able to get it on BritBox. Maybe I haven't seen that come across my BritBox, but I don't know. I haven't looked for it. But yet, there's but shows it you have to search for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe the reactions of the family to her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's really go there. Talked about that too much, other than when Samuel uh, asked her the question. But it was obvious that he was really happy to see her when he arrived. Mm -hmm. You know, for the first time after ten years. Yeah. And as well as her being happy to see him, mm -hmm. I think the the fam. You know, the girls were very responsive to her. You didn't really. I mean, it, even though they were at times acting very spoiled or very contrary. Um, you never saw him, saw them acting that way towards her. No. Yeah, I think she they were very respectful of her. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very telling that though she's the head housekeeper, she yes, Charlotte didn't work there anymore, but she was the one walking through town with them in season three with Augusta right. and Leo, holding their hand, at least holding Leo's hand, walking next to Augusta. It was her who was walking beside them. She didn't send out another maid. She didn't send out the lady's maid or a, you know another servant. She went up with them. And when Augusta and Leo went and talked to Georgiana and got themselves invited to the birthday party, um, well, not Leo, but the adults uh, invited, she was the one, I mean, she witnessed them coming in and talking to him. She was part of the little um, talk that they had the with kitchen. her and Leo and Augusta about how they needed to get um colburn and Xander and charlotte together mm -hmm. that augusta was talking about how um she was sure that they were in love and they needed to find a way to get them together which is how they came up with the plan of getting invited to the party and so that um they would dance together yes and she was part of that conversation mm -hmm. and um I think very supportive. Yes. Absolutely. She said without saying what needed to be said. Right. <laughs> she, yeah. she hinted and she alluded. So she didn't, she didn't quite break any, any confidence. She didn't say anything untoward to the girls about their father or their father figure. No, but she said enough to give them the idea of the truth. Right. And it, she, I think she was, her again, her facial expressions there. She was almost excited to talk to them about this, right? Because yeah, no, what I, I meant for Xander. Well, I think you know I, we can surmise after her response to him right before he left uh, Herrick Place at the end of season two that she thought they belonged together. Mm -hmm. Yep, for sure. Mm -hmm. And so she and she's kind of in the background a lot. 
when we see lots of conversations and they're always warm towards her. Mm -hmm. And like you said, her expressions are wonderful, you know? Yeah. That And remember when they were getting ready to go to the party, um, she fixed his tie or whatever it was, you know, his cravat, his cravat. Thank you. His cravat. Mm -hmm. And so he, she was wanted him to go out in his best condition. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that wasn't she in the scene standing next to Alexander and Samuel when Augusta was outside and Leo was at the window saying our favorite line of oh, oh yeah. it was a beastly business. She was there too. And she had that indulgent smile on her face when Leo said that. And then the way she looked at Xander when he said, uh, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but he said something along the lines of, yeah, I don't recommend you fall in love with anybody either, Leo. Yeah. And the indulgent look that she gave him when he said that, uh-huh. it was an all too knowing sympathetic expression but also like oh why yeah, i think it was like <laughs> avoid it if you can is what yes he, that's what he said yeah <laughs> and then, then it was then she and leo left together mm-hmm. and he um because of course they were all watching augusta yep. being just distraught um out the window and he, she was in the garden and then the gentlemen had their conversation together mm-hmm. about yeah. how they were feeling. A lot of times they'll end the show with a cast party. They'll make the wedding scene into a big cast party. Mm-hmm. So everybody really is there, whether yeah. they make it on camera. And they may, she may have been on camera earlier and just didn't make the cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. She just wasn't sitting where I thought she was sitting, but right. I'm, I do remember her, and I have a tendency sometimes, I will fully admit, of remembering things that didn't actually happen. Um, (laughs) It's why I'm afraid of canoes, because I have a memory from when I was a kid, and my dad's like, "Mm, that never happened. Oh, okay. Well, I've been afraid of my whole life because of this one single memory. (laughs) But um, I do remember seeing her at the wedding breakfast. I thought I remembered seeing her at the ceremony, but I did not see her at the ceremony. But I'm pretty sure I remember seeing her at the wedding breakfast. I mean, they it's a Haydrick Park. They they didn't show a wedding back breakfast in this. Well, no, I that's what they were walking in for when they walked into Haydrick Park into that room where we see everybody and we see we see. Oh, that was like the announcement, Iden, wasn't it? No, oh, I see after the wedding. Yeah, after the wedding. Okay, that would yeah. have been the wedding breakfast that they went to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And it was at Hayward. Well, I mean, we assume it's at Hayward Park. So I'm pretty sure I saw her there. And I think that it, it, she just, she played such a pivotal role in giving Alexander the confidence to be with Charlotte of giving Charlotte the, the wherewithal to do what needed to be done with Alexander. She gave everybody such a pillar. She was such a pillar of strength to everybody. And I think that her character, though quiet, it, she can't be unnoticed because she is, such a pillar of strength and fortitude for all of the characters that she comes across. Certainly well, Georgiana and Charlotte and the Colburns. Right. I think the other scene that she was in that comes to mind is when she was in the entry and in the entry hall and Charlotte came looking for Colburn to tell him that, tell her that, tell him that she was no longer engaged, but she he was out riding horses or something and so she uh said well I, she'd be happy to take a message and she's like well i think this is a message that needs to be delivered in person 
And then, of course, this little misunderstanding happens. And, you know, I just paused uh, the picture of the wedding. All the Parker children are there. Pretty much everybody. There's there's uh, some gentleman in there that I don't recognize. I don't know. He could have been a part of the crew that just got to be in the wedding scene. You know what I mean? But I do not see Mrs. Wheatley, at least not in a distinct enough way at this point. But um, Otis and Georgiana and Angie Harmon, Miss Harmon, are all together. I think it's a little strange that they would go to great lengths to show Miss Harmon there, but not Mrs. Wheatley. And I understand Mrs. Wheatley is a is a housekeeper of that place. And she was probably in charge of making sure the wedding breakfast went off the way it needed to go off. Right. But she, they also made a very big deal and a point to make her family throughout the two seasons we had with her. Right. I feel like even showing her in the background of a doorway, that's where I remember seeing her. And maybe I just superimposed her there in my head because I think she is important enough to be at least appearing in the background watching alexander and charlotte share this day at least important enough to us (laughs) yes well i think important enough to xander too yeah it's entirely possible that she was in an earlier scene and just didn't make the cut Mm -hmm. i mean it didn't make the you know And, and before people come on here and try to say that it's different customs because she's an employee i understand that i understand that she is the head housekeeper and that they're the housekeepers and the maids and all the people who work for the house, their goal was to be not seen and not heard. But Okay, so I- I'm going to change my mind now because mm-hmm. I just watched the scene where they're the, you said the, you know, the wedding breakfast, the reception, I mm-hmm. would call it, but whatever. And she walked in with, with a bonnet on. And now I think I saw that bonnet behind somebody's head in okay. the wedding scene. So I think she was at the back. I think you're right. I think she was at the back of the room. Mm-hmm. It's just that the she was her head was behind somebody else. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's probably realistic. She would have been in the back because, I mean, we see that Miss Harmon and Georgiana and Otis are in the front because they don't work for the Colburns. So I'm not saying she would be in the back because of her color or anything. I'm saying that she would be in the back because she was family. So she was there, but she is also a housekeeper of the house. So she would have been in the back. And she but, wouldn't have walked into this the reception with that kind of bonnet on. Yeah. You know, so I'm pretty confident um, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I would foresee her seeing, like, she would still have to kind of work the, the well, I mean, they called it the morning, the, what did I call it before? Wedding breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what they would call it then because they would come together for a, a meal they would get relatively early in the day so um i think that as the head housekeeper at hayrick park her main she would be a big part of putting that on and making sure things came out of the kitchen when they needed to and making sure things organized so i would see her more at the wedding breakfast being in a doorway watching them greet there as they come in watching them greet her but that's what i would imagine her doing well what we the scene i just watched she watch, walks in and is greeted by Charlotte and the Parker children and Mary. Well, she so, walks in with the bonnet. I thought you were saying that she doesn't she walks walk in, in the bonnet. No, no, she walks in with the bonnet on. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. that And, and I think that's that would be right and deserving of her, I think, because that they are different people. Like the Colburns, which now include Charlotte, 
they are different in that they their employees are not just employees. They're beloved and their family. Right. And I think that ushering her in that way, I think is a really smart thing to play out. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we've taken her from the moment we first see her right on the doorstep with Leo and Augusta and Charlotte to the very last time we see her quite literally in season three yeah. at the wedding breakfast. Right. So I, I think to surmise, and I think Janice and I are on the same page on this. She's a great character. She's powerful. She's strong. She's loving. She's family. We really enjoyed this character. And I think if it didn't, if she was not included in the show, I think things could have ended very differently. I think she she was a lot of the push for Alexander to get out of himself, get out of his own way. Yeah, she was definitely uh, a very calm stability in that household. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, important to the household. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, who knows how they could have written it differently, but the way they wrote it was pretty wonderful. Yes, I agree. No complaints about Mrs. Wheatley at all from this corner here. <laughs> so let us know in the comments what you thought of Mrs. Wheatley. Did you have a favorite scene of hers? Did you have a Janice? Did you have a favorite scene of hers? And it was pretty hard to say. Uh, probably one of my favorite scenes is when she's in the kitchen with the girls and they're yes. sort of plotting to get um, Charlotte and Xander together. Mm-hmm. It's that one or it's the bet one or the one where she calls him Xander. So I have three favorite scenes of hers. Yeah, yeah. So let us know if you have a favorite scene of hers. If you think we got it right, you think we got it wrong, whatever it is, let us know your thoughts here and leave it in the comment below. Please, please, please remember to subscribe to our channel so we can get our viewership up. Um, we were discussing beforehand, things are going to change a little bit, not for you, but for how we record things, for how we get you these podcasts, how they get them out to you. Um, we're going to keep them on all the same stations, but we're going to consolidate. We have two different platforms that we have to broadcast from for this podcast, just to make sure that you guys can listen to it on any podcast platform you can get it on. Um, so know that that's coming and, um, we are, we are trying to make things work financially for this podcast to keep it going. So if you can just subscribe to our podcast, which is totally free, um, the more people we have subscribed, the better we can get interviews, but also the more greater ability we have to start making something that we can put back into this podcast to make it the best that it can be for you. Also remember we have memberships. If that's something you want to go into, you can uh, get a YouTube membership with us. And that ranges from $2.99 a month to $24.99 a month. So don't feel obligated to do that if you don't want to, but that is an option for you. We also have a Patreon account uh, through our Podbean. And then we also have, um, it's like a Patreon, but it's called Patron or Patron. It's not Patreon, but it's very, very similar on our Buzzsprout page, which you can listen to through Spotify. So check out those avenues if you want to help us out and uh, stay tuned for all those updates that are coming at you. We'll give you a full update when we know exactly how it's going to change, how you'll be able to find us in the future. And we'd love to hear from you. So make sure you check out our socials, emailing us, and we will see you for another two episodes next week. Bye guys. Bye-bye. Are you craving more TSC content? Head on over to our social media accounts. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and our Facebook group, The Sanditon Chronicles, Sanditon Family Fan Club. Also, check out our website, thesanditonchronicles.com. Of course, we want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to hear and what your thoughts are. Email us at the.sanditonchronicles at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Tune in every week for new episodes.